return is very close And so you better be believing that our God is an awesome God Our God is an awesome God Welcome to a service at Holy Life Tabernacle in Brookings, South Dakota. We are proclaiming the good news of Jesus Christ. Now let's go into the sanctuary and here's today's message. Amen. I'm super excited to share the word of God with you. And I believe and I trust God that... By the time you are done tonight, God would have revealed himself to you like never before. Amen? Amen. Yeah, just prepare your heart, prepare your mind, prepare your soul, prepare your spirit, prepare your everything. We are in the presence of the Lord, you know, and whenever we are in his presence, there is fullness of joy. More than we can ever think, imagine, or even perceive. And I know that I'm a vessel God is using to bless you, in as much as he's also blessing me. Hallelujah. I want to thank Pastor Dave, Mama Jeannie, Pastor Randin, and Angeline, and everybody here for giving me this great opportunity. I also want to thank especially my beautiful wife, who has also always been supportive of my ministry and has been there always. So, baby, I love you, okay? Thank you so much. So, God bless you so much. And I want to read something from the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 3. This is Paul speaking to the church of Koreans. And he said, I planted a seed. Apollos watered it. But God has been making it grow. I planted a seed. Apollos watered it. But God has been making it grow. Can we close our eyes? Shadabadi hiskundaba. Yes, you are the Lord. More, yes, you are the Lord. Shadadabasiha. Most high. Wow, I love the atmosphere. Yes, you are the Lord. Kondabadabaha. Most high. Yes, you are the Lord. He's the Lord. Most high, yes, you are the Lord. God, we bless your name. Most high, yes, you are the Lord, my God. Most high, glory to your name. Jesus, yes, Lord, glory to your name, my God, my God, Jesus, can you sing it again? Glory to your name, yes, Lord, we bless your name, Jesus, my God, glory to your name. I want you to spend some few minutes just begin to speak in the language of the Holy Ghost. Just speak in the language of the Holy Ghost. Just 
Bless his name. Malos kabrandas kadashiada dabaha. Kondi barada sondi kradausava lahasianda brasko direbos kapranda sada. Kadabadoski branda. Just just speak in tongues. Just bless his holy name. Just exalt his holy name. Mashada baradis kurabada sanda broski pavoska dia. Lakondi krabosa brasa dihasonda kapala hasihadaha. Radabada bados, yada brandoski, padadabasa de dihoski, brandabasundi lelehosa. Just speak in tongues, just speak in tongues, just bless his name. Heavy keys, heavy keys. Kunda brosa kiponda bradabasanda dadabaha. Kondo brosa dadabaha likonda bradoso kubarababasanda lakondi kradabaha. Oh, precious Holy Ghost, we bless your name. Oh, lakabadabasandi lelehosa. Just speak to God, just bless his name, just speak in tongues, just speak in tongues. Just speaking tongues, just speaking tongues. Kabada da baharandos ka. Shada da bahaso kibronda sakapaha. Rida da bandora bababasundi kabronda salabaha de kondi brada basundi lekusha da baha. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Rabba babasundi kabronda sakapa. Yikundi branda basaya da basanda broskipa. Just speaking the language of the Holy Ghost. Just speaking the language of the Holy Ghost. Just speaking the language of the Holy Ghost. Sadadaha, she did the bossa cabranda, silly bossa cabranda, silly here. Lika da bandosa capara da basaya. Don't get tired, don't get tired. You've just started, you've just started. Just bless his name. Kondo broska para da baha. Glory to your name. Yes, Lord. Jesus. Glory to your name. Monda braski palalabashon de lekosa. Jesus, kalalabahosa. Glory to your name. My God. Jesus. Glory to your name. 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 6. I planted a seed, Apollos watered it. But God has been making it grow. This was the time where there was dispute and there was fraction between the, between the church of Koreans. And it was as though some people were claiming the glory. It was as though some were saying they belonged to a particular faction. Some were saying they belonged to Apollos. Some were saying they belonged to Paul. And Paul had to write a letter to the church of Koreans addressing the issue. But it's kind of interesting how the Holy Ghost interpreted this thing to me in a different way. And Paul said it here. He said that, I planted the seed. He made it very clear to them. I planted the seed. I planted the seed of the gospel in the church, in, in the church of Koreans. I started it. I began it. He was confident and bold enough to say it. And he further on continued to say that, Apollos watered it. Imagine planting a seed. And it is not being watered. Will it grow? So he was trying to say that in as much as my planting is very important and very necessary, the one who waters it is also as equally important as the one who planted the seed. So he wasn't by no means trying to belittle Apollos in any way. He was trying to let them understand that these two people that you are trying to divide yourself among are all carrying one purpose. At the end of it all, the farmer has one purpose, that the seed will grow. 
So then the farmer will do everything that will enable the seed to grow. So he said that I pour, I planted the seed. Apollos made sure that he will water the seed that I have planted. But then, for the seed to grow, it is God. But God. It is God. Today I want to talk about something. You know, I was praying about tonight what God wants me to share. And it was kind of funny how one time I was asleep and God just woke me up from sleep and he began speaking to me with respect to what he wanted me to share with you tonight. And it's kind of very interesting how it aligns with what is like most preachers have been preaching about in this church. And it makes me understand God's agenda and God's purpose for the church. You know, there is one thing working hard. There is one thing doing all that you can. There is one thing toiling as much as you can. You can plant the seed, you can water it. But for it to grow, it doesn't necessarily depend on your expertise. There are people who are so skilled. They have PhD in agriculture. They have PhD in everything. They will go, they will plant, but they will not have anything. They will calculate and say that, I think that with what I've done, with how much seed I have sown in the ground, I am envisaging that at the end, I must harvest this amount of crops. But at the end, they are disappointed. Why? Because it is one thing planting. It's another thing getting rain. It's another thing having the necessary nutrients that are needed for the soil. It's another thing, all the seed, getting all these nutrients growing. In the book of Proverbs, Proverbs chapter 10, verse 4, laziness leads to poverty. Hard work makes you rich. Laziness leads to poverty. Hard work makes you rich. And someone will be asking, where is, where is he really taking us to? Follow me. What I want to share with you is that hard work is very important. And the Bible by no means does not restrict or stop Christians from being hard working. In fact, the Bible says that if you are lazy, you can never find food to eat. Therefore, the Bible always admonish and encourage the people of God to continually put their hand to work. Do as much as they can so that they can get what to eat every day. Use their strength, use their knowledge, use their wisdom. Build their human capacity so they can be able to receive all that they should. That is the reason why when at every stage you need to grow, at every point you must go forward, at every time you must increase, at every point you must improve. But one thing I want to submit to you is that in as much as you can be hard working, in as much as you can do all that you can, in as much as you can toil all that you can toil, the fact that you will get increase, the fact that you will receive the result that you want to, doesn't necessarily depend on you. In the book of Luke, the book of Luke chapter 5, talks about a man called Peter. I know that if it was supposed to be in a dispensation, Peter would have studied physiology and would have had PhD in fishing. This man knew how to fish. And in fact, Peter was an old man. In fact, he was older than Jesus Christ. And you could realize that 
This man had so much expertise and had been fishing for a long time. But one day, this man fished every day. The whole night he had toiled and toiled and toiled, but he had received nothing. So he said that, And Simon answering said unto him, Master, we have toiled all the night, and we have had or taken nothing. So let's, let's talk about hard work here. He said we have toiled. We have worked hard. We've done all that we can. We've applied every skills that we need to apply. We've applied every knowledge, every wisdom, all our expertise. We've, we've employed them. But at the end, we caught nothing. In fact, I like what the Message Bible says. The Message Bible says that Simon said, Master, we have been fishing hard all night and we, have caught, we haven't caught even a minor. Hmm. You see, it, it, and, and just look at your life. Sometimes, how, how many times haven't you worked hard? How many times haven't you done what you have to do? But at the end, you don't see the results that you want to see. How many times haven't you applied every wisdom that you have? How many times haven't you done all that you can? But at the end, you haven't seen any results that you ought to. But the Bible says that, Jesus said that when Jesus came into the scene, when God came into the matter, when God came into the story, there was a turnaround. Instantly, a man who caught nothing. In fact, he came, he went with an empty net and came back with an empty net. And in the verse 6, he says something in the Message Bible. It was no sooner... You know how beautiful it is that just from one verse of your life, you switch to another verse of your life. And it is a quantum leap from depression into the glorious nature of God. From suppression into the wonderful image of God. This person who said that we have caught nothing, said that it, now it was no sooner said than done. A huge haul of fish straining the, the nets past its capacity. So now, when Jesus came into the scene, he said that, okay, I know that you guys have told, that you've done all that you can, and that you've tried as much as you can, but now we are going back again, we are going to fish. And he said, ah, I should, I, should, I should wait. Should I go according to my pride and say that you, you are a young boy, you know nothing? Or I should say that, okay, let me go and try after all. If you go and we catch nothing, it doesn't spoil anything because after all, we came back with nothing. So it was like he had nothing to lose. But then when they went at the sound, at the voice of Jesus, when Jesus came into the matter, the story changed. Those who caught nothing. Now the Bible says that they had so much to the point that the weight of their fishes exceeded the capacity that the net can hold. Tonight I want to prophesy over your life. That if you have struggled in any area of your life, if things haven't gone the way you ought, it ought to go, if you've got it to the point at which you are losing hope, God, should tell, God, God tells me I should tell you that He is about to increase you like never before. He's about to bless you so much that it will even exceed your capacity and your imagination. The KJV. The King James, I want the King James. And when they had done this, they enclosed 
a great multitude of fishes and their net break. Yes, because there was so much that their net could not even hold. And you know, the beautiful thing is that when God comes into a matter, when God comes into the scene, He blesses you, He increases you, He makes you abound so much that now people who are associated to you begin to receive that blessing that you have. What I want to tell you is that God says, as you inform us here, that it's not just about your hard work. It's not just about what you can do. But it's about how much you can do together with God. You can't do alone. Because by strength shall no man prevail. You can try as much as you can. Do you know how many people are, who have tried the same thing you've tried and have failed 10,000 times? And do you know how many people who have tried what you are trying just twice and it worked because they worked with God? We've got into a dispensation. We've got into a point in the church where now we've relied on the machinery of the church. We've relied on what the church has constituted and has instituted in the church. We think that we have everything set in place. We think that the system is working. So because everything is working and the system is working, I don't need God. We think that we can do our own things and at the end, we will see the result that we want to see. The Bible talks about a man called Isaac. In the book of Genesis, Genesis chapter 26, it's talking about a man called Isaac. And Isaac, around that time that Isaac planted was a time when they were experiencing great famine. If you say that famine, that means there was no food. And in fact, you don't, you don't try to sow a seed. Because if you sow a seed, nothing will come out. But at the voice of God, this man planted. And on that same year, the one who planted got much. And what made the difference? What made the difference was the blessing of Jesus. It was the blessing of God. It was the God factor. It was the God factor. What God has been telling me is that he wants to bring the church to a point where we can be blessed, where we can be increased, where we can be stressed so much that the world will overflow. The blessing of God is not just limited. The blessing of God overflows its boundary so that those who are around will benefit. We are like wells of living water. People drink from us. People drink from us. In the book of Proverbs chapter 10, verse 22, the Bible says something there, and it's very interesting. It was the same Proverbs chapter 10, verse 12, that said that a hand, it was talking about laziness and hard work. And, it, and the Bible was making us understand that hard work is very important. But in the same Proverbs chapter 10, verse 26, please, are you there? Proverbs 10, verse 22. Sorry, Proverbs 10, 22. The blessing of the Lord maketh one rich, and he hath no sorrow. You know, I want to share some few testimonies. There have been times that we've worked with our own, our own strength and it has filled us. And I remember some time in school, I tried to do things out of my own way. 
Because I thought that I knew everything. I thought that I knew everything or that I, in fact, I know whatever I need to know to succeed in this thing. I failed. I failed massively. The reason why I'm saying I failed is that, not that I got an F, but I knew that I didn't get what I was supposed to get. I knew that I didn't achieve what I need to achieve because all that while I thought that with what I have, with the materials I've gotten, with everything I have, and with how people around are healing me that I'm brilliant, I'll kill this thing easy. But it came out in a different way. First track, I started this PhD. When I started this PhD, I had been in ministry for about four years. Had learned nothing about chemistry for about four years. And now here I am doing my PhD. And I'm coming to study chemistry. And I remember when I went to class, one of the things that we were learning was advanced in organic chemistry. Advanced organic chemistry. Advanced analytical chemistry. Advanced any chemistry you can think about. And I was like, even the basic one I've forgotten. How do I go and learn the advanced? Unlike others who had learned it consistently and had done their masters and everything, and at least they had some good grips over what they were going to do. I had nothing. And I was, I was scared to tell my wife that, Honey, this thing, I don't know how I'm going to make up for this PhD. <laughs> maybe let us try and see whether I can go and pursue um, maybe master's in theology somewhere. That would be fine because that's what I'm doing. But I heard the, the Spirit of the Lord telling me that this is what you're supposed to do. And the first thing I told God was that, God, I did not come here on my own. You told me to come. God, I have forgotten everything. In fact, I don't have any good grips over everything. I am not a matter of none. God, if you don't come into this matter, I'm a failure. But God, I know that you, failure is not part of you. So it is me and you, baby. If you go, I go. If you don't go, I don't go. But then, let me, let me tell you, in as much as I made that covenant with my God, I still studied. I will study till like Sometimes 1 a.m., 2 a.m., then I'll go home and go and sleep. But then, my wife will be waiting. Albert, you've kept so long. You've kept so long. I'm like, baby, you know, I need to make up for these things. And let me be sincere. The things we learned in class, I didn't understand anything. So, we were supposed to write tests and exams here and there. And to my greatest surprise, I didn't do bad in any of them. In fact... I've had one of the good grades in all, almost all the courses till now. And I look back and I ask myself, how did I do it? How did I make it? Was it me? I can confidently say it wasn't me. Because as for me, I know nothing. And God always wants us to get to that point where we give it all out unto him. We say that, Master, we have emptied everything. Take charge over our lives. Until you get to that point where you are totally empty, you can't receive the fullness of God in you. The reason why a lot of us fail in a lot of our fields is because we are so full of ourselves. We think that we can do without God. We think that we are so knowledgeable than God. We think that with the things we've set in place and the things that are there, we can survive on our own. But we go and go and go and we now hit the rock. And now we begin to say that God, we cannot do it again. But sometimes my question is that why didn't you begin with God from the start? Most of us have had delayed blessings 
because we started on our own. Some of us are in some years and other things. And you look back and you feel like you could have done so much, but you couldn't. And you look back and it's like you started on your own, but after you've made a lot of mistakes and a lot of errors, now you become like Peter and say that, Master, Master, hacking not that we perish. And you begin to call in the name of Jesus that God come into the boat and come and heal us and take care of it. But I want to tell you this. God has called us to be blessed. God wants to increase us in every capacity. God knows that you can't do it. He knows that you are so limited. That's why Paul spoke to the church of Galatians and he said, Oh, foolish Galatians, you started in the faith, but now you are ending in the flesh. Why? Because this church of Galatians started well. Things were going on well. They were speaking in tongues. They were so full of the Holy Ghost. They were doing so much for the Lord. Then along the line, they started having so many members. Everyone was praising them. Oh, the church of Galatians are fine. Things are going well. Like It was like they are two pastors. And it got into their heads. And they thought that now it's because of the things they have. It's because of the ministers they have. It's because of the constitution that they've made. It's because of their own dogmas. That's why they are surviving. So then they started going down. If the church will wake up and understand that if we can go forward, if we can impact the world, it's not just about the many, many leadership seminars, evangelism seminars, blah, 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 blah. A lot of, yes, in the church, I see that now we organize so many events all around the world. But sometimes my question is that, what is the intent with which we are organizing those programs? Why are we doing them? Are we doing it with God or we are doing it alone? Be very careful to think that God is involved when God is actually not involved in the thing. Sometimes we try to do things and we try to force it on God and say that, oh, we are doing it with God. We are doing it in the name of God. So, whatever God hasn't said, he's not committed to it. Whatever God hasn't said, he's not committed to it. But then whatever God has said, be rest assured, no matter what it takes, it will come to pass. Unless God is a liar. God's word is so sovereign, it's so powerful. When God decrees, no man can change it. Unless our God is not sovereign, unless our God is not powerful. That is why at every point in time, you must go together with him. God wants us to increase. God wants us to flourish in every area, in our family, in our businesses, in every aspect of our lives, in our work, in our school, whatever we are doing, in every capacity, God wants us to increase. And not just increasing, God wants us to increase, to overflow, so that anybody who is attached to you, anybody who is associated to you, ah, we've forgotten the man called Abraham. He had, he had, he had a brother, he, he was named, his name was called Lot. And because Lot was associated with Abraham, Lord became a very rich man. That's why even the people you associate yourselves with, you are very careful. A lot of people's blessings are being cut. A lot of people's blessings have been realized, fully realized, because of the kind of company they associate themselves with. The people you surround yourselves with, hey, even the church you attend, 
Be very careful. It's not every place that we go. It's not every person we call my close friend. It's not every person you talk with. Because there are certain people, there are certain friends, there are certain associations that when you are with and when you are in, you will never prosper in life. But there are some gatherings, there are some people that when you are with them, you flourish. There was a man called Saul who became the first president or the first king of Israel. This man had never prophesied before. But the Bible said that when he got into the company of prophecy, he began prophesying by association. Association is very important. Whenever the God factor takes preeminence, whenever God fully takes charge over the matter, whenever God now becomes the captain of the, of the ship, you are rest assured that even though there might be winds blowing, though there might be turbulences, there might be all the things that there can be, God will definitely take you to that point. Today I want to encourage somebody. Never think that you are too late in life. Or never think you are too early. Check your life. Examination is always very important. And the reason why I'm telling us these things is because, you know, I didn't intend to even preach this. I intended to preach about something that has been on my heart and I've been preaching on for some time now. But the Spirit of the Lord asked me to share this with you. That let me be the first of your life. Let me take charge. And everything that is broken in your life will be mended. Our God is the one in charge of everything. What is it? Is it even generational curse in the family? What is it? Is it some sickness that is running in the family? What is it? Is it some continuous failure in the family or in your life or whatever it is? God says, give it to me. I am ready to hold you and take charge. You can't do it on your own. It is the blessing of God that makes it rich. He has no sorrow. I can't, you know, a person who is blessed in this world will never be forgotten. And that is the reason why Jesus, when he started his ministry, the first thing he taught was blessedness. The book of Matthew, chapter 5, the verse 3, blessed, spiritually prosperous, happy, to be admired, are the poor in spirit. That was when Jesus had descended from the mountains, full of the power of God, about to start his ministry. He has gone around, called people, hey, follow me, you, follow me, you, follow me, after calling all of them to follow he didn't start with, he didn't start with, you, you have to start speaking in tongues. You have to start doing this. You have to, no. He started teaching them. He taught them blessedness. How they should be blessed. Because if the church can be relevant, then the church should be blessed. If the church is not blessed, our relevance cannot be failed. Whoever you are, God wants to do something better in your life. Even on how you see it. Maybe you, what you are seeing is just a small cubicle somewhere. But God has destined something very great for you. 
All that he wants from you is to let put him first. Because when God comes into it, when you acknowledge that it is God who brings growth, it is God who brings increase, it is God who arranges our lives. Ah, the Bible says that I will make the lines to fall in pleasant places. I will hold your foot so that it will not trample upon any stone. Because every time the devil is setting traps, every time things are being arranged in the realm of the spirit against us, but those whose shield is the Lord, those who those who rely on God they are like mighty warriors they are like men of valor they walk and they are never tired they fly and they are never tired they go and they go and they possess when God started speaking to Joshua he said that I will give you rest on every side wherever you what, wherever your eyes will see Joshua I have given them to you it means increase it means I will expand you. Tonight, may God expand you in the mighty name of Jesus. Oh, you didn't hear you didn't hear it. Tonight, may God expand you in the name of Jesus. Horses and chariots are prepared for battle, but victory comes from the Lord. You can do all that you can. Hard work is very important. Work hard. I tell you, work hard. If I tell you not to work hard, then I'm a false prophet. Work hard! Do all that you can. Put in your maximum effort. As much as you can, do. But leave the rest to God. Let God even take charge. Just cooperate with Him. Let Him do as you follow. That's why the Bible says that whatever you do, do it as unto God. When God takes charge. When God, when God goes first, there will be increase in your life. You'll be like Isaac. You will plant even in the days of farming. And you will reap. You'll be like Abraham. Though you are given the bad part of the land, you shall be envied by the whole world. You'll be like Abraham, who had married for a long time but had no seed in the wife. But when God came in, there was a nation that was birthed out of him. That is increase. That is blessedness. When God comes, when God comes, do not rely on yourself. From today, never say that, I think I can do this. I am doing. From today, say that, God, I commit everything to you. Should I do? Should I go? God, lead me. Father, I do it with you. And when, whenever you get a result, say that, Father, thank you. God, thank you for giving me this result. I look into my life and know where God is taking me. I know how far I've gone. I know the grace I'm enjoying now. And I wouldn't say some of them, maybe in the future, I'll tell some of you and you'll be like, does it, does it exist? Does it make sense? Oh, yeah. In God, everything exists. Because in God, everything consists. Shall we be them? Shall we be them? And I, I believe, God, that what I've shared with you made sense. Just be outstanding. God wants to expand you. God wants to increase you. Jabez prayed. He prayed for an increase. Even Jacob, who was blessed, said that, God, bless me. If you don't bless me, I won't let go of you. That time, Jacob was not a poor man. He went one man. He was coming back two families. 
or two clans. This man was prosperous. He had so many things. He had everything a man should possess. But when he encountered Yahweh, he said that, Father, I won't let you go until you bless my soul. And from that day, his name was changed from one person to Israel. Twelve tribes. And now, the foundation of Israel is on twelve tribes because of one man's prayer. Can you lift up your voice and begin to pray unto God? Because God increase me. Can that God bless me? Can that God lead me? Can that God, I want to now walk with you in everything. Just two minutes, just speak to him. We are, we are done. Just speak to God. Father, from tonight, I just want to walk with you. I want to walk with you. Father, bless me, O oh God. Father, bless me, O oh God, so I can be a blessing to the nations. Father, bless me, O oh God, so I can be blessing to my family. Father, bless me, O oh God, so I can be blessing to everybody associated to me. Father, Lord, lead me, speak to me. Lead me, God, lead me. If you don't go, I will not go. Uh, Moses said, as Father, if, you, if your presence doesn't go with us, uh, we ain't gonna go. If your presence doesn't go with us, uh, we are not going. Le palosa, taya, palosa, taya, posa, Le brandasaya. Because Moses had gotten to the point to understand that out of God is failure, but in God is victory. Because victory belongs to Jesus. Victory belongs to God. Victory doesn't belong to man. You can call as much as you can. You can do as much as you can. You can do all that you can do. But victory belongs to God. They come from God. They are in God. And out of Him consists God, we give you praise. We give you honor. We give you glory. God, in the mighty name of Jesus. Can we, can we lift up our hands? I'm praying. Riches. Father, we thank you. Father, we bless your name. Hey. There is a family here. There is a certain sickness running through the family. But in the realm of the spirit, this is what God just showed me. You know, I just saw someone using scissors. I don't know whether you know scissors. But using scissors to cut every cord of cares in their family. Ah, and God is inserting blessing. God is correcting things. And it's like back pay. Everything that was due you, that, was, that hadn't been realized because of certain curse you were under. God is about to replenish you and you're about to be channeled and moved to another level. People will still be like, ah, we thought that this sickness ran through this family. And you sit back and you'll be like, yeah, it used to. But now our names have been changed. I prophesy over your life. That if you've touched things that have not worked, if you've worked on things that have not worked, if you've applied for things that have not worked, if people have bounced you, by virtue of you being under this atmosphere, and even if you are watching us through Facebook, if anything has been said that is wrong against you, if doors have been closed, if doors have been shut, hey, a new door is being opened. Uh, the door of Jesus. Uh, that door called Jesus. Uh, Jesus is changing your name. Uh, and Jesus is pushing the line to other places. Because of you, generations here to come shall be delighted in the decision you made tonight. When you go home, 
Continue to pray. Say, God, increase me. And you see the reality of His blessings in your life. God bless you. Amen. If you need prayers in anything, please you can come and I'll pray with you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this inspirational message. We trust that you were encouraged in your faith. For additional information or resources, please contact the church at 605-692-4616. You can email us at holylifeatbrookings.net or visit our website at holylifetabernacle.com. If you're in the Brookings area, please stop by to visit a service. We are located at 241 Mustang Pass, just off Main Avenue South. Our service times are Sundays at 10 a.m. and 6.30 p.m., Also, Wednesday nights at 7. God bless you.